Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm your host, James Wilson-Taylor, and our guests this week are Henry and Mike from Boston Manor. Their brand new album is Welcome to the Neighborhood. It is out on September 7th. We chat to them about the making of that, what we can see from them in the future, the darker tones in it, those incredible singles I'm sure you guys have all heard. Strap in for that one. It's a really, really interesting chat with them about this landmark new record they've just produced. Plus, we'll have games from Sum 41. Yes, Cone and Dave will be playing this week's edition of Translate the Lyric. We throw a load of Sum 41 songs through Google Translate. They've just got to tell me what the original lyric was. Lots of fun there. And we'll be playing around the first time last time with Bert and Jeff from The Used. So stick around for that too. Don't forget you can still pick up the current issue of Rock Sound featuring Chase Atlantic on the cover over at shop.rocksound.tv. But before we do anything else, let's catch up with our friends in Boston Manor. This is Henry and Mike. Hi, it's James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound. Joined now by two of the lads from Boston Manor. It's Henry and Mike. How are you guys? Good. 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 Yeah, very good. Very good to see you. It's exciting time, of course. Uh, the album's imminent. Congratulations. Uh, we really like it. So you've done a chat with us for the magazine already uh, about it and some of the inspiration. So I want to follow up on that a little bit. It's called Welcome to the Neighborhood. Very inspired by your hometown in many ways, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. So yeah. talk to me about the exact points of your hometown you're kind of picking out and the inspiration there. Well, it, it's, it's kind of like, a lot of it is just kind of things that we kind of see on a regular basis that's sort of indicative of, of I guess, culture at large and, and the wider world and all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's like a little kind of melting pot of weirdness where we're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very unique town. It's great, but there's some real problems and stuff. Um, but also like aesthetically and, and just kind of the history of it is very unique and uh, it kind of went into the... A lot of that went into the into the album, the yeah. themes of it and stuff. Would you describe it as a concept album? I suppose that it definitely feels like there's a thread through it, uh, for sure. But it's maybe a little. Yeah, I mean, there's no like specific storyline. Mm. It's just kind of like I know this word is overused a lot, but it's just kind of a vibe that More is persistent. Thematic. Yeah, mm. it's thematic. Yeah, yeah, it's persistent throughout the album. So. I guess not really a concept album, but maybe loosely. I don't yeah, know. it's a, it is interesting because it does feel like very, very personal, of course, as well. And, you, and you've said as well, it's it's kind of a message to the youth in a way, but without preaching about it, which I really like. I really like yeah, how you worded yeah. that. It's like it is a message and a kind of call times for the youth, but we don't want to be ramming anything down your throats. Yeah. Uh, what particular issues affecting kind of young people were kind of in your brain when you were writing this stuff? I think it's more. It, it's kind of written at the at, at my generation rather than well, I know I don't know. It, it's it's just uh, a lot of the kind of complacency that you see a lot and, and the, the sort of, um, yeah, I, sorry, it's early in the morning. Uh, that's all right. No, I think that's, no, I think that's an interesting thing. It's, well, written, it's written at the youth rather for the youth. That's well, quite no, I, I, I don't know. It's, bo- it's literally both. Like, it's very easy for, for you. Uh, I think I was the, in the interview I was saying, it's very easy to kind of just sit there and be like, we need to make a change, man. And it's not like a fucking Green Day record or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's meant to just be kind of calling, I'm no social, political, cultural expert. It's just me yeah. calling things as I see them. And, and I just see a lot of complacency, a lot of laziness, uh, but a lot of like boredom and depression and people are just very unhappy despite there's so much, we have everything at our disposal, but we're just all a bit like sad. No, so, no, you're right. No, it's, it's interesting. I do think it does ring very, very true. And I guess that's where uh, you get into more personal areas as well. And that's why it kind of feels quite authentic, I think. Was it, was it, um, was it kind of difficult to tap into those kind of... Because it does feel more personal lyrically than your previous stuff. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, it's not strictly about me, but I think I was a bit more invested in it lyrically than the last record, even though the last one was a bit more, I guess, introspective. But yeah, I, I think it... Because we kind of, like... 
when we kind of wrote the first couple of tracks that ended up making the record, uh, we kind of realised that sonically, but also thematically and lyrically, we were like kind of tapping into a bit of a vein of because it's stuff that we, we all kind of talk about. It's not yeah. not just me. I just happen mm. to write the lyrics, but um, and we kind of realised that we were on something really. So it became fairly consistent, and from there we were able to kind of like map it out as an album as a whole kind right. of thing lyrically, uh, and it, it kind of just sort of felt like dominoes really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, musically as well. Of course, the single. You know, you look at Halo. That's a really, really catchy single. Of course, it is. But it is dealing with all throughout the album much darker sounds, much kind of darker territory. So, who were the direct musical inspirations for this kind of sound on this one? Oh, definitely. Like, um, well, to be honest, like we all listen to. We've all been listening to like a lot of different stuff throughout the career, anyway. But like, yeah, like a lot of like stuff like Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead, um, a lot Death of tones. hardcore Deftones. And like, even for me personally, like Block Party and Placebo, some indie stuff too. Right. Um, and then some hip hop as well. And yeah. A lot of like old rap artists and stuff. Yeah. But kind it's of production of some, some mainly production of, of old R&B and hip hop and stuff, yeah. And yeah. But yeah, I'd say definitely like a lot of, we explored, got, got really into like the industrial kind of sound of like in Nine Inch Nails and Ministry and mm. Skinny Puppy, stuff like that. So mm. yeah, uh, that was kind of, obviously it doesn't sound like a skinny puppy album but there's the elements of it that we were like well i wonder how we can take that and put that into our yeah. music and yeah we kind of just would try and everything on this album which was really fun it's interesting you say that as well because yeah like nine inch nails i guess is an obvious touch point in there but but things like hip-hop like you say some of that production style particularly on the title track actually that's yeah, got yeah. a really really interesting so what hip-hop wise were you actually listening to in terms of the picking up little production details here and there um, it's tough because, like, in terms, there's a lot of like uh, just producers, like uh, alternative hip hop producers, like Shlomo and stuff that just produce beats that like we like. But in terms of like, um, I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head now. In terms of like the actual, uh, I've sometimes find I was listening to like the way that the I guess either whether they're a rapper or a singer, how the they kind of get their point across and how their kind of flows work. And because uh, we kind of slowed the tempo down on particularly that track, and a lot of the album is a bit slower than our last album. I was looking at how to kind of keep the energy of the song up with the rhythm of the vocals without um, kind of compromising melody and, and, and lyrical content. And that's what I think rap does very yeah. well, you know. Um, Dude, Kanye West for me as well, like musically, yeah. like a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Dark Twisted mm. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, particularly his newer stuff, actually. Like, like definitely picking up little production elements in there. Yeah. It's really, really nice to hear. Works really well. It's good. Uh, moving forward, then, how do you see this kind of develop in the future? I know it's really early to talk about this stuff because the album's not out yet, but it is interesting to see how the development has changed between this and your last album. Yeah. Do you feel like you want to push into more darker territory moving forward? Do you want to try different things? Well, I mean, we were already writing, like, we, we never stopped really, so we're oh, already, wow. we already kind of know, well, we have some ideas of where we want to go, like, definitely want to explore the heavy side of things a bit more, and uh, it's, it's that age-old thing where, in it, you ask a band, like, what's the next album going to be like? And they're like, the heavy bits are going to be heavier, and the catchy bits are going to be catchier, <laughs> but, like, literally. Bigger and better. Yeah, Bigger and better exactly. Than yeah. But we definitely want to explore that hip hop territory a lot more than we have done because we were kind of dipping our toes in it with with this album, particularly like instrumentally. But I think we definitely want to explore that more. We've learned a lot on this album about like synths, how yeah. to like use synths, build synths, that kind of stuff. So we're we're definitely going to implement more of that electronic um, sort of, for lack of a better term, industrial sound. Um, and yeah, I, I guess like. We just are really into learning how to write good songs and structure and melody and stuff. So 
I think the next album we're definitely going to be even more adventurous. I'd like to say we're going to be even more adventurous. So, yeah. uh, but I don't think I think we definitely feel like we've sort of. I hate when a band's like, we found our sound, especially like album two. You're like, come on, dude, you <laughs> relax. But um, but no, I think we definitely like found a place. We're happy with the place that we're at right now, and I think yeah. we're going to start to sort of build off of that. I'm hoping. Yeah, it'd be nice to make like a more refined version of. Welcome to the neighborhood, yeah. but also make it fresh and different and interesting as well. Yeah, it's like, exciting. We, all, we don't want to release the same album twice. It's always yeah. keep it fresh, just for our own sake and our own sanity <laughs> more than anything. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. It's exciting to see what you guys do next because it has been such a build, like I say. And the last thing I did want to ask you a lot about is the live shows because, again, it's a very... I almost want to say theatrical. It's got theatrical elements in it, this album, uh, and it has got sort of similar themes and concept kind of running through it. So how do you see that kind of vibe playing into the live shows? Well, uh, a big thing on this album was like the aesthetic of it, like uh, in terms of, like we had a big hand in the, the, the album, well, we, we, we designed the album cover, like our good friend Josh Holland took the photo, but we designed it and we, uh, you know, designed all our merch, like um, I directed our most recent music video and we're, we're doing some other videos and stuff, so co- uh, collectively we're, we're very, like, strong on the, 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 the creative side with regard to the look of the record, it's quite important that it kind of weaves in and out of the theme and stuff, so we're trying to carry that over into the live show in terms of like the production and the way that we're going to kind of let the album, the, the set like ebb and flow, um, but also like it's, it's like our whole thing has just been like energy, energy, energy for like all our live show in the past few years and we're kind of, I, I go as far as to say as we're no, known for that now. Uh, and like I was saying before, with it being a, some of the songs being a little more mid-tempo, a large part of us, uh, of us figuring out this, this new set was like, well, how do we keep, because it's a heavier album than the last one, but how do we keep that energy going in the live set? And we've kind of figured it out, and, and it's just, it just sounds fucking heavy as fuck, and it's, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be fun to just be able to just let loose with that live. Am I allowed to swear? I didn't even Yeah, realize. you're allowed to swear. Yeah. Come on, it's cool. fine. It's the okay. internet. Yeah, it's, it may be early in the morning, but you're still allowed to swear. It's cool. absolutely fine. Um, well, guys, we're really excited to see you guys playing live, playing these songs live. The album is Welcome to the Neighborhood. It's great. Go and get it, please. Uh, we'll see you again soon, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks right. for having us. Cheers. Cheers. Our thanks to Henry and Mike there. Like I say, Welcome to the Neighbourhood is out on September the 7th. And if you want to hear new music from them, as well as all the latest new tracks updated every single Friday, go and subscribe right now to the Rock Sound chart. It is available on Spotify. Just search for Rock Sound and hit subscribe on that. Still to come, though, we'll be chatting with Jeff and Bert from The Used for first time last time. But before we get to that, it's time for this week's round of Translate the Lyric. From Sum 41, it is Dave and Cone. We caught up with them very recently. We took a load of Sum 41 songs, put them through Google Translate into French, into Spanish, into German and into Italian. All they had to do was identify which of their own songs it was. How did they get on? Let's find out. Here now is Dave and Cone from Sum 41. Hey, it's James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound, joined once again by Conan Day for Sum 41. How are you guys? Great. Good. Good, good to see you. Right, we're going to play a game. We play with lots of bands. It's called Translate the Lyric. Here's how it works. Took some Sum 41 lyrics, put them through Google Translate. All you've got to do is tell me what song they're from. Make sense? Right. Let's, Let's see. see. We'll find out, won't we? We'll find out. Okay, here is the magical sheet. Okay. First one is in French. Whoever would like to read that one out, go for it, and we'll see what happens. Je suis... Trop profond. Okay. Any ideas off the bat? I will give clues if need be. Um, I am. We're starting off strong. We're starting off strong. Oh, what is troll again? Oh, I'm sorry, madam. Can you give us a hint on record? Uh, 
this is a very, very, very big single. That's what I'll give you. Profound. It's all killing that I don't know what that. Oh, um, I am. I am. What would be an abbreviation of I am? I'm in too deep. There we go. We're one for one. We're one for one on the French. Well I'm in too deep. Very well done. All right, let's try Italian. Go and read that Italian for me. Come on, let's try it out. Ooh. Quindi sto ancora. Come on. Put some. It's feeling. All right, here we go. He's called you on it. Here we go. That was very Canadian Italian. Totally. Quindi sto ancora aspettando. Beautiful, beautiful pronunciation. Right. Any ideas off the bat? There's a lot I don't even know when. The final word may be the giveaway. Um, Aspetando. But that's not remotely similar to what it is in English, so I guess it's not a giveaway. <laughs> um, I don't know any of these Italian words. Tom would be on, killing this right now. It's on Does This Look Effective? Oh. Uh, that's what I'll give you. So am I still waiting? We have two for two. Very no good. Was that a guess? Was that a guess? It's actually, it's actually, it's actually the wrong title for the song, though. Well, well, no, it's a lyric, not the title. Oh, ah, don't go. try and call me out for my own rules, <laughs> my man. Come on. That was a straight gotcha. guess. Okay, yeah, right. There we okay, go. That's good. That was good. Two for two. Let's try the German. He wants to read it out. Okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs> you're good at the Mach dich bereit, denn das ist Krieg. Very good. Right. Any ideas? No. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you think? I don't what know, do man. Later than the first two, I will okay. give you that. The and if you can get the last word, that's going to help you as well. I think the comma is a huge clue. I think it's more the translation put the comma yeah. in, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I like the thinking, I like the analysis. Yeah. It's not where all the blame. Uh, the first word is get. That is my final clue. The first word's get? First the first get. word of that line is get. It is a chorus line. The title of the song <laughs> is in that line. Okay. Is the word dish or is it dick? Get. I have to ask our German viewers. I know, right? The five-year-old five in me really wants to know. <laughs> Begins with get. The final word is, is that. A is, single, a is it a single? It's a single. Final oh, wow. word of that is the title of the song. Ooh. Oh. Um, and it begins with get this line. Get. I will put you out of your misery. Oh, oh, come on, come on, you got this. Have a guess, have a guess. I'll put you out of your misery. Is it underclass hero? No. Walking get disaster. Ready. Get ready, because this is war. Oh. I know. Slightly trickier one. Okay. Yeah, hardest hardest of the four so yeah. far. Alright. All right. German it I've heard out of if you uh, if you know English, I've heard German is the hardest to learn. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard that. Actually, yeah. Well. That is a fair point. So, but, you know, uh, so we're still we still can go for three yeah. out of four here. Alright, alright. Let's try out. Okay. Is our Spanish security guard? I don't want to <laughs> offend him. Alright, okay, here we go. Parte de mi no estoy de acuerdo. I think this one is quite an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Early or late? Early, early ish. Early? Early ish. Ooh. And that first word is definitely the giveaway. Uh, this one. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're so bad at other languages. Early, huh? Well, like, we couldn't even get the French and we learned French. I've got oh, I got it. Oh, got? part of me. 
How does that course go? Won't agree. Brilliant. I'll yeah, give you that, yeah, though. That's right. three out of four. Nice. That is not yeah, bad. So the final bad. question we always ask, if you had to choose, I mean, I know it's not technically ones you'd be singing anyway, but if you had to put, go to Derek and go, we want you to change one of these lyrics because we like it so much. Which one do you think he would crush? Oh, I think Dave's Italian accent would sell the Italian. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> you can put I, that to him. Yeah, like, yeah, this is I the way to go. I learned my accent in Little Italy, Toronto, where Italians from Italy come over and they're like, oh, these people are way too Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it's that convincing. It's totally. that strong. I like that a lot. Three out of four, a very, very respectable score, gentlemen. Well done. Sweet. 10.1. Thanks again to Dave and Cone there. And if you want to see loads more games, go and check out our YouTube channel right now. It is youtube.com forward slash rock sound magazine for loads of videos updated every single week. Just enough time this week for a round of first time last time. That's where we get to know bands a little bit better by finding out the first records they ever bought and the most recent, the first gigs they ever went to and who they're checking out at the minute. And this week it is Bert and Jeff from The Used. So what was the first record that Bert McCracken ever bought for himself? Let's find out here now is first time last time. Oh, no. So this is called First Time Last Time. Uh, the way it works is I put our situation, you tell me the first time you did it and most recent time. Nice and simple, understood. Let's do an easy one. What was the first album you ever bought and the most recent album you bought or are streaming? The first album in my possession, it was given to me as a gift, I think for my 82, 83, 84, 93, 94. For my 12th birthday, wow. I got the first Rage Against the Machine record. Oh, that's a good gift. Yeah. That's a solid gift. And latest album I streamed was uh, Puccini's Tosca. Wow. I like that as a contrast. Rage and Tosca. That's awesome. <laughs> very, very cool. Jeff, how about yourself, mate? Are you checking the Spotify already? check it up to see what Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You can check I the Spotify, man. That's all good. Um, let's see. First record that was given to me was Def Leppard Hysteria. Oh wow. <laughs> but the first record I bought, first record I bought was a Sepultura record. I'm not really sure which one. One of the first That's cool, though. three. Um, and the last record I bought was, it was a soundtrack. I think, well, I got the Fever record, Fever 333. I guess that kind of counts as the last record, so. Tight. Nice. What was the soundtrack you were gonna say? What were you going for? Uh, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yeah, might have been a might have been a chick flick. Just throwing it out this there. This is it. Didn't want to reveal it. Didn't want to reveal it. But we got oh, I, I listened to uh, almost half of the new Under Oath record. Oh man, it's really good. Yeah. It's really something. Slamming. Very very cool. All right, let's do first gig you ever went to and most recent gig you went to that you were not on the bill for. I went. I think I was 12 again, and I went and saw. I saw Def Leppard. On that Hysteria tour, I think. Oh, that's awesome. But I, I don't think that was my first show. I think I saw Weezer with No Doubt. Oh, that's a double bill. And the Suicide Machines opened, which I thought was really cool. That's a hell of a triple bill. Very, very good. And last show I went to, oh, the day before we came out on this Europe trip, I went and uh, checked out a little bit of the Coheed and Cambria Take It oh, Back cool. Sunday show. Nice, nice, nice. How was it? Enjoyable, I take it? Yeah. Sorry? Enjoyable, I take it? Very enjoyable. Well, yeah, very enjoyable. <laughs> dodge um, it, dodge it, quick, no, no, quick, quick. It was, it was an awesome show. Awesome, man. All right, uh, first gig. First gig that I ever went to, I think, was... Um, I see oh, you gotta do, it's a side talker? Yeah. There it is. Sick. Bert on the tech. I respect it. Yeah. Um, first gig I ever went to, uh, 
wasn't by choice. Okay. Um, I went to KMFDM and <laughs> and not that I, not that I mind it. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember who else was playing with Whose them. Whose choice was that then? Whose choice was that? Uh, I think it was a girl I was dating. It was just one of those things. Okay, yeah. cool. I never heard of them at the time, so I went. It was it was fun. I had a good time. Um, the last gig I went to was uh, Secret Chiefs Three, probably. Yeah, nice. so that was about it. Very, very cool. All right, let's do one more. Let's do uh, first song you ever learned to play and the most recent song you learned to play that's not your own. So most recent cover, I guess. Um, first song I learned to play was Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams on piano. Um, big Robin Hood fan, big Kevin Costner fan, all that stuff. Not really, just a big Brian Adams fan. Fair enough. Also... Uh, Still a big Brian Adams yes. fan to this day, That's yes. That's all right. Good stuff. Okay, I back Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. I really do. <laughs> that was my a mind. quick turnaround. Changed I like that. Mind. I like that a lot. And then the, the most recent song, <clears throat> this this is a secret surprise, but we're planning on doing a cover of Shadow of the Day by Linkin Park as a tribute to Chester oh, coming wow. up pretty soon. So oh, that's really nice. Hopefully you get gonna... to hear the recording pretty soon. We're um, doing a BBC thing. Oh, that's really, really yeah. nice. Oh, that's that's going to be great. That's great to hear, so man. So we just learned that one. Recently. Awesome. Why did you pick that particular Linkin Park one, then, if you don't mind asking? Uh, long story short, 2004, I was going through a really, really hard time. I was very suicidal, and uh, Chester single-handedly, I feel like, saved my life. He used to come to my bus every day and bring a big, fat joint, and what a beautiful, beautiful human being. Yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace. Oh. We'll be missed. That's an amazing tribute. Really, really nice to hear, man. All right, Jeff, how about yourself? First song you ever learned? Uh, first song I ever, ever learned, I think, was uh, Nirvana. Um, never mind. Uh, smells Like Teen Spirit, Smells Like Teen of Spirit, course. that riff, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, and the last song, of course. Yeah. Same one. No, so, well, ditto. Well, a wonderful, wonderful idea and a wonderful tribute. I can't wait to hear that. Really, really can't. Guys, it's always so lovely to see you. Uh, welcome back to the UK, and we'll hopefully see you here again very, very soon. Thanks for having us, man. Awesome for you. So there we go. Thanks to Bert and Jeff there, and to Dave and Co from Sum 41, and of course, Henry and Mike from Boston Manor. That's about it for this week, guys. Do go and subscribe over on SoundCloud, over on Spotify, over on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back very soon with more exclusive interviews and games. But until then, go back and listen to all our previous episodes. I've been James Wilson-Taylor, and we will see you very soon. Bye.